how can we protect them and how can we keep them up and running in the event of disaster? And then how can I tell this story, the security story that the MSPs have been telling for so long? Cyber insurance. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast, where we highlight and explore the views of thought leaders and organizations across the tech industry. We're presenting topics on leadership, sales, and trends from our perspective as individuals and, of course, as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. Welcome to Twins Talk Tech Leadership, the podcast where my identical twin brother and I bring to you interesting stories of fascinating people. Who's ever excited to talk about insurance? Insurance is just in case. We understand the importance of insurance for our homes, our automobiles, and yet we don't always capture the significance of taking seriously insurance for our organizations. Cybersecurity is important. But today we are going to be speaking with an incredible thought leader, a woman that has made incredible strides in her space, not about insurance, because that is what she does, but about her leadership journey and the impact that she's continuing to make in the tech sector. We're joined by Desiree Thomas, a senior channel development manager at DataStream Cyber Insurance, who's going to help clear the air and give you some incredible insight into her work. You're going to love her story. Desiree, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Um, I wish that I had a twin uh, because then we could be like twinsies all together. But I have—I don't have a twin. I've got a sister who we butt heads like crazy, and you probably don't want to ever bring us on a podcast unless you want the podcast to die and no one ever talk to you guys again. But besides <laughs> that, yay! <laughs> Look glad to be here. This is Danny. We actually had a podcast in the past uh, with actually the Merrill brothers, uh, identical twins as well, which was fantastic because they both at the time uh, worked for Salesforce, and. Uh, I knew them from my way back in the days. I'm not going to go how far back, but way, way back in the day. Now, Desiree, David and I know you. If you're anybody in the channel community, you, they probably know Desiree as well. You're a channel uh, experienced expert is what I like to call it. You go to every event there is. You've been at Passportal. You've even been at this organization that uh, one of the fastest growing organizations in the MSP space called Dado at one time. And you were the channel sales manager and development manager at those organizations as well. And now you're at this new organization, which is really where I think the next evolution of where MSPs need to go and talk about. It's called DataStream Cyber Insurance. Now, before we get any further in depth, I want to let our audience know, like, look, you can be a veteran of the channel and still be part of the channel and communicate with everybody in the channel and still have this great great atmosphere that's been created. Desiree is one of those individuals. So Desiree, please tell us a little bit about why you've, you've been in the channel for so long, but why now go into insurance? Why now migrate and move from Daddle into this new organization? Yeah, it's awesome. So it really, I, I really like the storyline. So thank you so much for asking me. It is one of my favorite things because um, it actually makes a lot of sense to me. And it was very like, one thing led to another. So I fell into the channel. Um, I think I've we've talked about this before. Anyone else watching, I fell into the channel. I come from good old Calgary, Alberta. If you don't know Canada, you and Alberta specifically, oil and gas. So like watching all my family and friends go from jobs to no jobs, jobs to no jobs. I was like, I don't really want to get into oil and gas. Like what else am I going to do? 
So I did this really cool thing for a little bit where I was a travel agent. And uh, I don't know if you guys know anything about travel agents, but that also is not a good, gonna like 10 year job plan. Like, what are you gonna do? And I kept sitting around and being like, okay, well, I wanna work with a small company and I wanna make a difference. Like the idea of like working with a company and being in the weeds and putting your heart and your soul and really helping that owner of the company succeed. Because let's face it, business owners put a lot of effort into creating something. So being a part of that to me is really powerful. Um, so I got a lovely opportunity at Passportal, which was awesome. Dan Wensley was the person. I always give him a shout out. He hired me. Um, I went to an interview where I honestly didn't take it seriously. I didn't think that I had moved jobs three times in that year. And I was saving money for a house and living with my in-laws. So all of the reasons why you're not supposed to change jobs one more time was happening. And I sat with Dan and he did an hour interview with me where he didn't ask me one interview question. At the end of it, he was like, um, what do I need to do to get me to work here? Well, now I got to research this thing called the channel. I figure out like, what do you, what, what's this job? Who is this? And so I did a bunch of research. I, I have mentors as well. I reached out to my mentor and was like, Hey, can you help me out here? Can you research the channel, research Dan Wensley, research Colin Knox, so owner of Passportal. And she said the same thing I did. You'd be done not to take this position. So that's how I kind of fell into the industry, which I think is a cool story. And then from there, We'll look at password management, password. Passwords. So we're trying to convince everyone to not use password, just password. David, what's your password? Password, isn't it? Well, common, isn't it? it? Oh, it's probably Danny. It's probably better. Instead of that, it's probably Danny. So you keep trying to sell the story to these end users and to these managed service providers that using password or using your brother's name is not a good password. And so probably shouldn't do that. And they don't listen. They do. But the storyline, like they just people don't listen. And then I had this awesome opportunity. Um, one of the cool things that Dan had said to me in an interview is this channel is very small. And so if you build your network building and connecting and networking is a huge part of me, of who I am, and one of the ways I interact with people, um, you'll be guaranteeing yourself a job moving forward. So that is how I ended up at Datto. <laughs> and I love Datto, amazing product, amazing company. They really, really grow. Um, the When I came on board, I would argue that we had the best channel team in the entire industry. So here I have the opportunity to learn from the strongest people that we know in this industry. Um, and so I took advantage of that and I learned and all these amazing things happened. And then um, after a time, we realized that we go to passwords and then we get a backup. We tell everyone they need backup to keep their businesses up and running. 60% of small to medium-sized businesses go under after an attack. They didn't listen to me in the passwords. They didn't listen to me in the backup. How can we protect them? And how can we keep them up and running in the event of disaster? And then how can I tell this story, the security story that the MSPs have been telling for so long? Cyber insurance. This is how I ended up with cyber insurance at DataStream. We work with the managed service providers to get your clients insured. Um, we can be the bad guy where you told them password wasn't a good password and they needed backup and they didn't listen to you. Well, guess what? Now you can bring me on board and I can be the bad guy and say you need those things in order to be insurable and in order to make your insurance a cost-effective solution. This is what brings me to DataStream and I'm super, super excited to be here and to be here with you guys right now. We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. 
DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Pigs don't have to fly for you to retire a millionaire. Optimize how you spend, save and grow your money with the Millionaire Me app. Millionaire Me was designed to help Gens X, Y, and Z become after-tax millionaires in retirement. Even if you haven't started saving, you can get started. Get all the tools that you'll need in one easy-to-use app to get you toward your goal of retiring as a millionaire. So remember, pigs don't have to fly for you to retire a millionaire. Go to the App Store, download the app to get started, and even now you could join in their campaign this month entitled the March Forward Savings Challenge. Get started and learn how to become that millionaire. Desiree, this is David, and I appreciate you telling the podcast verse out there what my password has been. And so I've got to change that after our call. <laughs> this is what but, I'm here for. But I, but I love your journey personally, finding your niche, finding your place through all that. And, and so I've got to ask, in terms of your personal journey, outside of those one or two key conversations, what's shaped your perspective of why you are where you are, because we know that this has been a world dominated by men and it's not as much of the sense of, well, women can compete, women can thrive. It just not has been acceptable. But I believe now more than ever, we're starting to see changes and shifts in mindset and understanding that the more diverse your teams are, the more profitable, the more efficient your organizations are going to be. So has there been any other influencers or any other aspects that shaped you personally as you've gone into this space? Um, I'm really excited to say that I, I did really lucky out considering how male heavy this space is, that every company I've worked for, uh, on every team, I should say, at Passporto, we were heavily female, the whole entire company. Um, I know Colin, when he even went to Gradient, he had, I think, over 50% men to female. So a really strong leader that believed in um, that kind of uh, of having a mix and believed in the power behind that. And then same thing um, when I worked under Rob Ray, he was my manager on the BizDev team. His team also was probably 70% females. So it was never really from the get-go. My managers never really put me in a bucket of where you can't do this because you're not this. It was always just expected. 
Um, I like winning quite a bit. So doing well at my job is winning to me. So I always try to push my friend forward. But I think that the biggest successes that I've managed to find are in those networking conversations and surrounding myself with women in our in our industry, like Christine Gassman, um, absolutely amazing, strong female. Um, Nadia, um, oh, I do this to you every time, Nadia. And I, I don't even, you better not even take this out because I'm still going to kill her name. Nadia, uh, Carrots and Oreos. There you go. Carrots and Oreos, absolutely another strong female lead. Um, there is Ola, I don't even going to try Ola's last name, Ola W. Um, she's at uh, Scalepad now. She's someone that I literally talk to her once a week. We coach each other through every question, every conversation. Um, and it's cool that in this industry, as soon as I started realizing that people actually really care, um, there's a really cool thing with small, to me, it's like businesses, MSPs generally are the same thing. Uh, they put 80 hours a week uh, to work for themselves. So they don't have to put 40 hours a week into working someone else. And so they have this like heart about their business. And then you take the vendors who all care about all of these business owners so much and they can care about other people's successes because we're a traveling roadshow. I call it the traveling IT circus. We are on the road all the time and you develop these families around you of people that want you to support or want you to grow. And when you are doing things successfully and I have a pretty good brand that I built and I build my brand. And so it's not necessarily where I work, but it's who I am as a person and then where I work. People want to connect with me because not only do I have a product that I think that everyone should have, that's just cool, but I also have some sort of knowledge in my head, or maybe I know somebody that maybe can help you with your question. So I'm always making sure that in every conversation, I'm having those conversations, asking those questions and connecting people. Um, And I think that's one of the reasons why I've succeeded as much as I have is that genuineness of just me being me and then connecting with as many people and asking those questions and helping people around me. Desiree, this is David. And speaking of families being forged, you really leveraging your network and building the right partnerships, you're a connector. And what I want to do is be able to dive into how you've assisted partners, customers, you help businesses grow because they've learned through your guidance to adopt best practices, resources that can accelerate their success. And so as a channel development manager, as a experience, let's say living out of your suitcase, going to all these conferences, you've been a tech evangelist. You've been a voice in this space. So can you talk about the importance of valuing key partnerships. Can you talk about how leaders can leverage a network to strengthen those type of partnerships and what that might mean for their growth? Yeah, absolutely. Um, sometimes we all have such such a great amount of knowledge in our head. Um, work, a lot of the times, I call work paid education because let's face it, it's paid education. You're always learning. You're always doing something new, um, especially in our industry where everything's changing around us so quickly. So to be able to constantly evolve and then want to take that information and share it um it's so powerful and i realized very quickly in whether it be my sales experience i didn't I had no idea when i got in this industry how valuable my sales experience is to a managed service writer i didn't even know what a managed service writer was at that point 
<laughs> the sales experience, I'd be in rooms with people and I would just point out, did you ask for the clothes? They're like, what do you mean? Well, did you, did you ask if they want to buy your stuff? No. Like, that is like a changer. Like, that one question can literally change the conversations moving forward. Did you book the next appointment? No. Oh, did you ask for an appointment in the first place? No, I didn't do that either. Um, and so I noticed even by making sure to say those conversations, especially in peer groups, I love working with, with some of the peer groups because you can talk to more people at once, which is always good. Um, but when people start to believe you and trust you, and then they realize where your values are, whether it be with things like this, people come up to me all the time and be like, how do I get more sales? How do I close more sales? And then I usually four or five different things. And then half the people don't do anything with it. We're slow. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, MDF, market development funds. That was a huge part of my data experience. Um, and with that, I got the opportunity to, during COVID, that was an entirely different adventure of doing things virtual like this all the time. I had no idea what this world was going to be like. And all of a sudden, we're having, doing all these webinars. I did a webinar yesterday with Solutions Granted. They had 145 people register for the webinar within a week. Webinars are still a big thing to do. Partnering with another vendor and doing a webinar, amazing opportunity. I tell managed service providers, do that. Do your own trade shows, um, doing lunch and learns, uh, doing in-person events. If you ever are curious about any of these, please reach out at any point in time. But those are powerful conversations to have with the managed service providers because they don't always think about what they should do next. Um, and then like even the being able to connect people where I'll have someone and this also happened to me pretty recently. Also, someone text message me in the morning and say, so I might be looking for work if you care of anything. And then I have another meeting with another vendor at the end of the day. And they say, hey, Des, like, how you been? I'm like, hey, are you looking for staff? Yes, I am actually. Okay, cool. I got someone for you. And then two weeks later, they're hired. It's happened like several different times. Um, I love doing things like that as well. For me, I recognize the fact that I have a lot of knowledge in my head. And if I just expose myself to as many people in as many conversations as possible, that I have enough value that if I speak up and say my piece, people start believing me and understanding me and learning. And so therefore, I'm just like always going to keep doing the same thing because it seems to be putting positive waves in the world. This is Danny. And that is why you're the connector, really. You're not only providing value for your organization, but you're also providing value for the whole community. And the fact that your vendors know, or people that you know have opportunities to have openings, you can connect them with people. And that's what really, really what we need. We need, at the end of the day, when we hire somebody, we want to hire the best, but we also want to hire somebody that we know was suggested or recommended to us. And that's what makes it amazing. Look, it, you didn't close your quota by recommending this person, but what you did close was an IOU. I owe you because you're amazing, you're awesome, and thank you for helping my organization to prosper and grow with an amazing recommendation for a new hire. And that's what I would like to tell people. Being an evangelist and being in the channels isn't just about closing for your own organization, your own products. It's about lifting everyone up. It's about lifting them up to help them be better themselves. As you said, you taught them how to close. You did you ask for the close? What? I no, I never did. Did you ask for the next appointment? Oh no, I forgot to do that. It's helping everybody get better. And that's what we really appreciate about you. And what I think is really amazing as well, and this is my next question, is your involvement with uplifting other women in technology. So you're involved with women in cloud, you're involved with women in technology and what they are trying to do. Do you see more women 
and key leadership roles in the tech sector, in the managed service provider industry, in the, in the vendor industry? Do you see that happening more in the future, specifically with the work that you've been doing? Yeah, I would say all across the board, it is happening. It's it, it's way better than it was five years ago. It's way better than it was 10 years ago. We've come a long way. But even just thinking about it, in my experience, um, 10 years isn't that long a time. And it, we've come a really long way in 10 years. Um, so that is pretty exciting. But I look at the experiences that the younger generation is having now coming in and the number of coaches and mentors that they have that generation even above me wouldn't. They they generally, the only person you would probably be talking to is another male in your team or something along those lines. Whereas now, especially the way the channel works, we're so many different um, we're not necessarily always competing. So you can have coaches and mentors in different spaces. Um, and then companies like Comtia is a great example. Um, Channel Next, another great example. They're pushing a lot of these conversations of networking. I think there's there's two different ways that I like to kind of approach this. And one of those is we aren't necessarily, I worry about in 10 years from now, in 20 years from now. How are the kids being exposed to technology? Because I'm still seeing in a lot of my social groups that I'm in, where you have this age range of probably 18 to 26 year old women who are looking for jobs and their instinctive is to go into healthcare with an education, males with an out an education, things like that. And when I talk about working in technology with someone who's never ever in approached it they instantly are like oh no I'm not technical I have to do on the technical either I'm like it's really confusing why they put me in technology it's like technology is like working on an airport you don't have to be a pilot to work in an airport there's like you can be cleaner and work at an airport technology is such a vast vast industry that being able to lead in technology all you really need to do is think about what traits do you like in a job? What do you like to actually do? And then trying to find a job that matches those traits. So you have a lot of, um, in this industry, we have a lot more females in marketing. At least they're in tech, but they're generally in marketing. But those skill sets can evolve. You could be in marketing and out of a company and then come into technology. This is David Desiree, and I love what you're saying here. And for our audience out there, there have been an increase in awareness of the lack of women in this space. And what Desiree is saying is so true. You do not have to be technical to work in the technology sector. There are opportunities that will match your aspirations, that will match your gift set. This comment she made, you don't have to be a pilot to work at an airline, at an airport. That was brilliant because there are needs out there for you to feel. So I love that you pushed that out there. I love that encouragement. Earlier in our conversation, Desiree, you started talking about some incredible women in our channel, you can, incredible women that have made strides in this space. I, I would love it if there is a story out there you might be able to share about perhaps a younger woman in the space that you met through your channel travels, through your conferences, that maybe you've helped to mentor or you've encouraged. Can you talk about perhaps a person that you've impacted that now is a rock star and thriving in, in what they're doing. We'll be right back after this short break.
We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. There's several, which is really cool to me. Um, it makes me start to blush, to be honest. It's a little, it feels like always a little awkward. Um, but I really have made a point um, with some of the females in my teams to make sure that we are reaching out to the younger and connecting people. So there's this um, amazing, uh, lovely lady, Kelsey. Um, I think she's at Quick Pass. She is phenomenal. Um, and some of the things that she said to me, and that's really helped me even because I didn't understand is that she came into this industry and her hair was kind of brightly colored. And then she was like, no one's going to take me seriously because my hair is kind of brightly colored and she was going to go back to a regular color. And then she said, she told me, she sat me down after many, many conversations, but she sat me down and she's like, Desiree, I saw you and you're covered in tattoos and your hair is pink and you've made it a brand where people respect you and they trust you and they believe in you. And it's about who you are as a person. No one's judging you based on the way you look which to me is an incredibly important thing and a message I try to get across because like, let's face it, you go to McDonald's, my, my hair has been brightly colored for a very long time. And I'll go to McDonald's and people will be like, these kids are like, oh, I wish I could do that, but um, I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. And they were training them that they have to fit in a box to be able to fit in a box and to be accepted by society. And I don't understand why you have to be uncomfortable to fit in a box and look a certain way just so everybody else knows what your brain is like that doesn't make sense and then there's a couple of things like um i thought we got kelsey to do i recommended her to do a robin robin speaker training camp jason price on, on a dado team attended it as well and both of them got amazing feedback amazing things out of it and then instantly the next events they were attending they switched their presentations enough that they were winning more awards which is such a cool thing um, I've had other people who have gone through um, career changes and coaching them through what decision do I make. Uh, another conversation that tends to be hard to have in this industry is the wage conversation. What do I ask for? What am I worth? Oh, wait, some of these people are getting paid 40, 50 percent less than their peers. And I'm like, no, 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 you can you're worth a lot more. And that you can do things. People don't realize you can ask for extra time off. You can negotiate things like that. And I love being able to make sure that I have these conversations with every one of these people that I ever will talk to. And I honestly, I 
go on in Facebook groups and say, does anyone need help with anything? And I'll help anybody with anything always. Um, and so doing that, I'm constantly being exposed to more people. Um, but those are my two biggest examples. And both of those ladies, they ch also changed my life because uh, imposter syndrome is real. I know you guys talk about imposter syndrome, but imposter syndrome is 100% a huge thing. Um, I'm still waiting for everyone to figure out. I have no idea what I'm doing. But then I started like respecting the people like Christine Bassman and Nadia and Ola and all those people and Rob and Dan and Colin. And I'm like, all these people believe in me. So I'm going to just start looking at myself for their eyes. And if they believe in me and that seems to be doing well, then I'll just keep doing my thing until somebody is like, no, you're an idiot. That's totally wrong. No, it hasn't happened yet. So I'm really, really excited just to keep doing my thing, putting in the 110% that I do plus some more and really trying to connect and help and make the world a good place. I want to jump in, Dan, if I can. I love that you're making it okay to have these conversations because there's that aspect of imposter syndrome. There's that shame. There's that thought of I should know, or of course, I'm looking out for my best interest. When in reality, by not asking, by not putting your voice out there, you're going to find yourself at a disadvantage. And the truth of the matter is you don't need to be that way. So thank you for allowing your hair and your personality and your conviction and your belief to shine so that others can see that they themselves can shine in their own place. I love that. Thank you for making that point. Go ahead, Dan. I, I just had to say, say that. I love that. I was going to say the same thing, David. I was going to say that it's very important that you be yourself and trust that your authentic true self is what matters when you speak to people. The fact that you brought the McDonald's uh, example, everybody wants to be different because that's who they are. It's not that they're trying to be different just to be different. That's just who they are. And who they are is authentic. And that's what people are going to buy. So if you're out there and you have this idea that, look, I have tattoos or I have pink hair. Awesome. That's great. That's who you are. I want to buy that. I want to buy the real person. I want to buy the real Desiree Thomas, not somebody who's cookie cutter being approached and standing at a booth and telling me why you need to buy their product. I'm buying you first. Once I buy you, then I buy your product. And that's what people are buying. They're buying this channel evangelist person named Desiree who used to live on the plane, right? Just living on the plane, going to all their events. And that leads to my next question. Which exciting events and road shows are you going to be attending next? I know that everyone knows the biggest ones that are out there. You're going to probably see Rob Ray, of course, at another big, exciting event. And he has a copy of our book as well. But what other events are you going to next? Um, there's a lot of people who don't know about data stream cyber insurance yet. So it's going to be a good event to have those conversations. And then, of course, CompTIA, we got CCF and Chicago coming up. Um, and then for the year, I'll be I'm going to be doing not as much travel as I used to, but still excited. A couple times uh, a month I'll be on. We're going to be doing the ASCII um, whole trade show. I'll see all the ASCIIs. I'll be in Nashville. I oh, did Nashville the first time last year. Oh, my gosh. That I don't like country music. And that place is fun. I get it. I get it now. Finally get it. Uh, so a lot of really big shows. And then if I was to make any recommendations to everybody here, I was watching, like, going to shows is actually, uh, arguably, I'm going to say really important. Um, and it's not always just because, like, people, people think just because of the vendors. Yes, the vendors and learning about what the vendors are doing is important because there's so much technology that's changing and you don't even necessarily know that there's a problem to the solution because you didn't know it was a problem until the vendor 
realize that there was a solution to the problem that you didn't even know was a problem. And so that kind of information is always super important. But if you can't do that in person, um, Matt Solomon has a great program, the channel program, that is a virtual version of that. So another great way to do it virtually. But in person, I'm an in-person person. You haven't met me. I'm actually way better in person than in virtual. I hope you guys will recognize and agree with that. Anyways, oh, yeah. yep. um, in-person events. The thing that I love the most is the networking and the amount of conversations that can have at those like tables and those moments where once again, you have a person up here next to you who is answering a question, a problem that you didn't even know that you should ask the same way we just went over the vendors. And so those relationships we see in Canada, um, things like that happen where one of those events will end up being, hey, I need someone in a different city. Do you have someone who can help me out with this? No problem. And it's those relationships. Um, we saw it incredibly happen over amazingly, really good over COVID and um, many of the disasters that tend to happen, you see people come together. But what you don't see is the fact that th those conversations still happen. Um, they happen in smaller rooms. They happen where people are answering questions or helping each other out. And then that networking as well, going right back to even being job placements. Someone, especially in the remote world right now, might have an amazing employee that they just don't have the bandwidth for in their business. And so that employee could be looking for staff or looking for a new job. And maybe you're the best person for the for to hire them. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we took advantage of that. When there were some layoffs that took place, we hired four more people on our team. Uh, even though we're a learning and development uh, training organization, we've hired on our team people that were in this industry. Uh, one, one actually was a uh, recent uh, riff with Microsoft that we hired her, and she's a senior director. So we were really excited about that. And then, of course, we provide the channel chief roles to go into events and things like that. But as you said, this has been a great time. These events you mentioned have been fantastic. And the fact that you brought up some great past examples were the organization had mostly women leadership and specifically what Rob Ray has done, by the way, great leader and what he's built out. And then, of course, the traveling that's taken place. I would actually like to go up to Canada and, and have some events up there as well. Uh, and I do miss going up there, up north of the border, believe it or not. I, I do make fun of my Canadian um, friends up there like yourself and some of the other friends that I have that spend 90% of their time in America. Just say, look, just open up an office down here and just move down here. You want the warm weather anyways. Uh, but really great examples, uh, Desiree. I really appreciate you bringing that up. And during this whole COVID situation, you guys have actually made a great thing out of it. Um, the ability to be able to hire more people, the ability to, to position more people, the ability to, to say, look, even if it's like five people in a room, we're still going to network. We're still going to get to know each other. And that's where relationships happen. That's where the real business happen, not just the front things that happen. It happens in the background, right? It happens with uh, a beer and poutine, for example, if you're north of the border, if you're south of the border and you're in Texas, it happens over some beer and, and some ribs, right? So it's one of those things where you got to take advantage of wherever the situation is. And if you're really authentic, you're really true, and you really care about people and where they're at, that's where the magic happens. Danny, there's an event in Banff, um, Alberta. If you have never been or heard of Banff, it's one of the more mm -hmm. arguably touristy, beautiful places in the Middle Mountains. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, Carrie Green, an MSP out of Altec, she's creating a new company and has an event happening in Canada. You guys should come up to that. That'll be in the mountains. You can Love see it. some elk. Taste by a bear, it'll be great times. Great Send times. Send it my way. We do have an employee. Um, 
uh, that is actually up north of the border in Alberta. So he'll be happy that we come up to visit. We might actually have to turn that into a company retreat. We're actually looking at Nashville uh, to do our company retreat. So maybe we'll switch it up and go north of the border instead. I don't know. I'd still get Nashville. Sorry. I still wish. <laughs> they have this beautiful. Well, we have two, that's like apples and oranges, man. Yeah. Apples and oranges. Two total different trips. Our head of marketing, she's out of Nashville. That's the reason why we're looking at that as a second alternative as well. But yeah, great examples. David. Desiree, this is David. And I want to continue our discussion by asking you about your reading. You are a fascinating person. People could just tell from the moment they begin a conversation with you. But one of the things that you do besides traveling and having conversations with all these different people, you take time for personal development. You take time to make sure you're growing and learning. Uh, what are you into? What are some of the books that you've been reading? What's your go-to book when you're feeling stuck? What are you into right now? Um, I, I'm just kind of curious as to what fuels and keeps Desiree going. Um, I do read a lot of junk. Um, so I'm, uh, I do read a lot of junk. I, I'm going to read up to about 100, 150 pages an hour. Um, so I read a book a sitting uh, quite often. Um, it's just one of the things that I've always done, <laughs> which is very weird. I spent a lot of my youth being grounded for talking too much in class. <laughs> all the time reading. Um, so for my junk books, Stephen King is probably my best junk book. I've read um, like Insomnia like four times. It's one of the only series. He's one of the only authors that I can reread the same books over and over again. Um, is big for more um, personal work. The tipping point is a big um, thing for me. It was a big recognizer. There's also some books, like a huge, massive bookshelf right beside me. Um, the Charisma Myth actually was a game changer for me. If you've never read it, um, it's a big one that talks about um, imposter syndrome. So that was one that made, I didn't actually know I was bad in imposter syndrome. I just re realized that if someone's going to figure out, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, the charisma myth, though, really good ones. And then I organize my bookshelf now. Um, it surprised my partner nuts because things should be alphabetical order and color Korean oriented and whatnot, which not my life. The way my brain works is I have a shelf of books I haven't read and a shelf of books I have read and they rotate through there. So I have a massive list that I have to read. I'm up for any um, recommendations always, but those would be, I guess, my best junk would be Stephen like sometimes you just need good horror story. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. This is Danny. I think it's always good to mix up the fiction and nonfiction. For me, uh, with the traveling that I like to do, I typically do maybe three books a month that are what I call my just break it from the norm. Just something that has nothing to do with business. Just something that allows my brain to actually go out and fantasize a little bit. Uh, so anything dealing with sci-fi. I just tell you that or fantasy is something I love to do, but then I also love to get to my business books, which I'm really grateful for uh, the audiobooks. So I probably do around six to seven books a month. Um, and the ones that I really enjoy, I'll just re listen to them over and over and over again. And then ultimately look at, Hey, can I turn this into something that can be valued for my clients? And one of the things you brought up was imposter syndrome. One of the things I'm really grateful for about imposter syndrome is that the more you do something, and the more you do it over and over and over again, they, what I call insecurity about that starts to lower and lower and lower and lower and lower a little bit, where you can actually tell yourself, I am worth it. I am valuable. I am at this moment in time able to speak about XYZ said topic. And people are interested in listening to what I have to say. 
And that gives you more confidence. So the more you do it, the more confident people say, Danny, how do you and David become so comfortable in speaking? And I tell everybody, there's always a little bit of nerve. Always. It doesn't matter who you are. There's always this little bit. But once you get started, you start realizing that over time, doing it over and over and over again, that the information you provide the people are going to make their lives so much more better. It goes back to what you said earlier, Desiree, which I really appreciate having you on our podcast, is that you are a relationship expert. That's the way to look at it. You're a relationship expert. Yes, you have great account management background. You have great sales background. You have great background in helping people to close opportunities, but you are a relationship person. And your background of being able to look at a client, look at what's important to them, and then provide value immediately, whether that be helping to fill a role, helping them to close a sale, whether that be helping to recommend somebody for another opportunity, and whether that be women in technology, women in cloud, it doesn't matter what it is. You are a relationship person. You are a connector, as David has stated. And I want to encourage our whole audience, if you listen today, and you may be asking yourself, hey, I'm not a specialist. I'm, not, I'm, just a, I'm just an average person with what I do. Maybe I'm a manager or maybe I'm a director or maybe I'm just a sales or whatever it may be. No, you're special and you are valuable. Go find your gift. Desiree's gift is very simple. She's a connector. She allows who she is, the pink hair and tattoos and all, to allow her to be authentic, to come across authentic. And this is what we really ask our audience members to become. If you're going to start your own business one day or you're an entrepreneur, be yourself, be authentic, do not shy back. And I want to thank Desiree for coming on our Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast today. I want to thank her and I want to invite her back again to get in depth into cyber insurance and why that's important. And I'm going to ask you, if you're a small business out there, be careful. Breaches for SMB space have gone up 23% this year compared to last year, more. And if you think about what happened last year, more people are targeting small businesses because they're easier to hack. They're so much easier to hack. And you know, if you do not pay, you're probably going to have to file for bankruptcy. So please stay tuned for the next time we bring her back to talk about why it's important and then how she partners with MSPs to help them articulate the story to their clients. We're going to make it easy for you guys, not complex, make it very simple. So we'll invite her back. We'll invite a member of her team to join her. And we're going to actually have a fun time the next time she comes back. So if you try to find out how to reach her and you're not up in Canada, and you want to find out what conference or event she's going to go to, go to LinkedIn, linkedin.com um, slash IN slash Desiree. That's D-E-S-R-A-I-E. So you want to make sure you get that spelling right, D-E-S-R-A-I-E, because it's a unique name. It's a unique spelling because she's unique as well. Desiree, thank you for joining us on a Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast. My twin brother, Dave, and I are so happy to have you on board. We're so excited to have you on board. We can't wait to see you at the next tech conference. Go make it a great day, everybody. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. Please subscribe, download, and share this program. Learn about sponsorship opportunities and become featured on our program. Follow us on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. Be sure to also give our other program, Twins Talk It Up, a listen as well. We will see you next time in the next episode of Twins Talk Tech Leadership.